I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. On September 9th, the Rio South Texas Economic Council hosted a webcast featuring a virtual tour of industrial parks in the Rio Grande Valley and Matamoros. The virtual tour also included a statewide economic overview from the governor's office. Concluding the virtual tour, members of the Rio South Texas Economic Council held a question and answer session. Good morning. My name is Fernando Javier Gonzalez. I'm the current executive chair of the Rio South Texas Economic Council, aka Restec. I work for a company called CIDE Industrial Development, which is based out of Matamoros, Tamaulipas. Though we have developing projects in Brownsville as well as other parts of the Rio Grande Valley, I wanted to start this morning by giving everyone a brief overview of who we are at Restec. The Rio South Texas Economic Council is a nonprofit membership organization that brings together the economic development interests of the cities, counties, chambers, educational institutions, workforce boards, ports, businesses, and other stakeholders working towards regional prosperity. Our mission is to successfully promote the economic expansion and diversification of communities in the Rio South Texas region by enhancing the knowledge of the area's many assets among potential investors fostering growth of the local economy and enhancing competitiveness to attract capital investment and jobs. Restec aims to transform the economic reality of the region by facilitating the expansion of value-added industries through the attraction of foreign direct investment, or FDI, with the goal of providing the region's residents with economic opportunities. We hope to accomplish this by serving as the tip of the spear for the region's economic development marketing efforts filling existing white space by developing relationships with value-added industry thought leaders, decision influencers, and decision makers from global markets underrepresented in the region. Restec develops these relationships by engaging them in their organizations, conferences, trade shows, in other words, on their home turf. Restec builds their understanding of the region through one-on-one -on -one conversations, as well as by bringing them into the region for tours and site visits where they are in turn connected with Restec Council members. Founded in 2008 and continuously evolving since, Restec activities have made significant strides since it's adopted its current strategic direction in 2016, which is focused on developing a platform for the attraction of foreign direct investment, which has in itself evolved with each successful annual program of work. And Restec plans to build on it for the remainder of 2021. With an ongoing commitment to our members to build the brand recognition for the real South Texas region to advance the attraction of FDI, Restec has a clear vision of where and how we should expend our resources in 2021 and beyond. The challenges Restec faces along that path are centered around its limited resources in the most efficient and effective ways to both pursue our strategic priorities of coalition building, marketing, and transforming. The real South Texas Economic Council has a diverse membership which includes public and private entities interested in promoting and developing the collective assets of the region in a manner that attracts private sector investment, economic diversification, and business expansions. We at Restec hope that the following industrial virtual visit will be informative and will highlight just a few of our many industrial assets here in the Rio Grande Valley. We hope that many of you watching will continue to support Restec and keep our amazing community in mind for any future industrial projects. Our format this morning will go from east to west, and please 
feel free to submit questions using the chat feature, which will be collected and addressed during our live Q&A at the end of the program. I only ask that you preface your questions with the corresponding entity the question is meant for, to make it easier for our moderator. So, without further ado, let's get started. Hello, I'm Helen Ramirez, CEO and Executive Director of the Greater Brownsville Incentives Corporation, also known as GBIG. I also serve as the city's deputy city manager. Join me as we tour investment opportunities in Brownsville, South Texas, located on the international border with Mexico. We are home to SpaceX's Starbase, the only launch site in Texas, where the Musk Foundation has dedicated a whopping $10 million towards revitalization of one of the most historic cities in Texas, downtown Brownsville. If Elon Musk is investing in Brownsville, why don't you? Maybe it's because we are one of the few, if any, cities in the country that have five modes of transportation, space, maritime port, rail, airport, and interstate highways. When it comes to international maritime shipping, the Port of Brownsville is the region's maritime hub. Large, innovative companies such as Amstels and Steel Coast have a presence there. In addition, the port is also the grantee to foreign trade zone number 62 ranked number two in the nation in export value. Our Brownsville South Potter Island International Airport has direct flights to Dallas and Houston via American Airlines and United Airlines. It is a new 91,000 square foot, $70 million international airport. It is also the closest regional airport to South Potter Island, SpaceX, and the Port of Brownsville. The city of Brownsville is a business-friendly community who has invested over $20 million on a broadband fiber plan. It's also revamped its 2020 zoning and building codes. We have an open for business and can-do attitude. GPIC owns 729-acre industrial park with frontage on Interstate 169. We call it our North Corridor Industrial Park. It is located one mile from I-69, seven miles from the Port of Brownsville, and nine miles from our airport. It is also considered a focus site according to the UPRR. If you are looking to move in now, we have an over 600,000 square foot available space on 108 acres at 6700 Paredes Line. GBIG also provides incentives for job creation and job training. So whether you are an entrepreneur, a startup, a small or large company, we help expedite the permitting process and navigate you through the incentives programs that we have with other entities such as Workforce Solutions, Cameron County, the school district, and the state of Texas. GPIC owns a 73-acre North Brownsville Industrial Park with utilities in place. Lots range from five to 10 acres. We currently house a plastic injection molding company and warehousing and distribution company and custom broker. We're working on our third company relocation in less than a year. It's right next to the Interstate 169. The property has water, wastewater, natural gas, telecommunications, and electricity on site. If you're an aerospace and technology company, you may want to locate at our new Air and Space Campus. It is located in and around the Brownsville South Padre International Airport. 
We have 277 acres of property available for development from three to 68 acres. Some have runway access, and we have also initiated a spaceport designation application process, and we'll be announcing a new aerospace company soon. For more information, please feel free to contact me, Helen Ramirez, or visit our website at greaterbrownsville.com and find out why companies such as SpaceX have chosen to locate and grow here. Be bold, be Brownsville. C-Day Industrial Development was established in 1999 to develop state-of-the-art industrial and commercial projects, including industrial parks, build-to-suit industrial facilities, and spec buildings for lease or sale. Headquartered in Matamoros, Tamaulipas, Mexico, our services are targeted towards the private sector, specifically in the maquiladora exportation industry. With over 1 million square feet of leased or sold facilities, we have vast experience in industrial infrastructure, electromechanical installation, urbanization, water treatment plant construction, and underground public service. We are proficient in the Mexican market, where we have proudly earned an excellent reputation for our professionalism and quality of work. C-Day is a single source provider for industrial real estate solutions in Mexico, with services that include the planning, design, engineering, and construction of large-scale projects. We understand that our clients want to own or lease brand new state-of-the-art buildings that are cost-effective and highly productive. Our build-to-suit process provides a customized approach to construction that speeds the delivery of the project, ensures quality, and minimizes the cost. C-Day can also manage and maintain the facilities, unlike many other industrial real estate companies. C-Day does not outsource property management. Each industrial development is managed by our in-house professionals. C-Day's current development is Las Palmeras Industrial Park. The 300-plus acre development is strategically located in the industrial west side of Matamoros, an ideal site for manufacturing and international trade with close proximity to four international bridges, four international airports, a deep water seaport, and a new U.S.-Mexico railroad bridge crossing. Our lots range from 3.7 to 9 acres and are ready for industrial spec or build-to-suit industrial facilities. The park is close to housing, health facilities, education institutions, and other first-class industrial areas in Matamoros. It is equipped with natural gas and city water and sewer systems. The city of Matamoros provides the most capable and abundant workforce with a very competitive wage structure. Current tenants include Toyota Gosai Rubber Mexico and Merit Mexico, both automotive parts manufacturers. TPI Composites, the largest U.S.-based independent manufacturer of composite wind blades for the high-growth wind energy market. It's just four miles away. Few locations in the world offer the advantages that can be found at Las Palmeras. The multimodal transportation infrastructure allows manufacturers to rapidly supply goods across North America and around the world. C-Day is an active player in regional manufacturing and has been a driving force in industrial development since the mid-1980s. In fact, members of Team C-Day help start and continue to serve active roles in local support assets like CODEM, Matamoros' Economic Development Committee. CODEM, formed in 1989 by local businessmen with the objective of promoting the economic development of Matamoros and further strengthening our ties with our regional partners right across the border in Brownsville and Harlingen, Texas. Whatever your needs, our team has the expertise to execute projects of any size and complexity 
with the start-to-finish solutions from design and construction to property management. Our team of experts are looking forward to showing you the new Matamoros, which is home to Los Palmeras Industrial Park, the perfect location for your manufacturing and logistics projects. We invite you to visit our site, cday.com, and learn more about our park and projects. We encourage you to reach out and ask questions. We are here to help. The city of Harlingen has two 65-acre industrial parks in a 480 certified site known as the Aerotropolis that is located adjacent to our airport. Both parks are within easy access to the Free Trade International Bridge at Los Indios in the overweight corridor, allowing for cargo to transport of up to 120,000 pounds. In addition to both our industrial parks, the Aerotropolis is certified shovel-ready AEP quality site and is McAllen Sweeney certified for immediate development. We currently have more than 10 customers located at the Harlingen Industrial Park. These manufacturing and distribution companies include Penske, Emerson, Cardone, and not too far off, United Launch Alliance. Harlingen is centrally located in the Rio Grande Valley. And because of this, companies rely on the fact that they are within 15 minutes of the Free Trade International Bridge at Los Indios, a bridge that has one of the fastest crossing regionally going into Mexico. Other improvements have also been made to accommodate trucks that are moving large commodities like wind blades that you see at the various wind farms here in Cameron County. The Port of Harlingen is a shallow water port that is an economic engine for the Rio Grande Valley. There are more than 2 million tons of commodities that are transported through our port. In a sense, you can say that the Port of Harlingen literally keeps the Rio Grande Valley running because it provides most of the fuel consumed in this area. The port sits on 2,000 acres and is the second largest port in Cameron County. Just minutes away, Valley International Airport is the largest airport in the region with one of the longest runways south of Corpus Christi, Texas. The Federal Aviation Administration ranked the Valley International Airport the 71st in the nation for cargo airports, meaning that it is the 71st busiest in the nation and moved 366 million pounds of cargo in 2018, making it the ninth busiest airport and cargo shipper in Texas. New and sustained developments and investments in transportation infrastructure. The connectivity provided via road, air, water, and rail makes Harlingen, Texas a prime spot for business. These are exciting times in the city of Westlaco in the Mid Valley with growth happening at every sector of our economy. And evidence of this amazing growth can not only be seen when traveling along our highways, but if you visited our city's permitting office, you'd see shelves lined with recorded subdivision master plans for nearly 2,000 new residential rooftops and commercial developments popping up all along our limited highway frontage. Our true centralized location in the region is capturing the attention of retailers, manufacturers, distribution centers, and cold storage companies. 
And with the increase of jobs coming to Wessico, the housing market is racing to keep up. And what's just as exciting is the growth and expansion happening at our newest industrial park, where construction and infrastructure improvements are set to begin early next year. The EDC of Westlaco is now the proud owners of 149 acres of prime land, dedicated to bringing primary jobs and an increased capital investment into our economy. The land is located along FM 1015, just two miles north of Interstate Highway 2, and only eight miles from the Progresso International Bridge. Some of the features of the new industrial park include access to the overweight corridor on FM 1015, and the location is less than two miles from perhaps the most popular and preferred business corporate general aviation airport in Westlaco. Because of our centralized location in the region, new businesses coming to the Mid Valley can rely on a healthy drive-in workforce with a population of over one million within a 25-mile radius. The layout of the newly developed land will allow retail stores to service the growing population in North Westlaco. Behind the shopping centers and the restaurants, will be parcels of land ranging from 5 to 10 to 25 acre tracks. The infrastructure will include a 50-foot-wide concrete paved road with water and sewer lines sizes sufficient for large companies. Three-phase electricity lines will be running underground with sidewalks and beautiful landscaping. With existing canals within the property, engineers have designed an elaborate water drainage system that will keep on-site buildings and neighboring communities safe. We recently reported four ongoing construction projects at the original industrial park worth an estimated $19 million, creating an average of 100 new jobs. So we're confident that these new spaces will go fast. So even before the ink was dry on the sales contract for the purchase of this land, the EDC offices were receiving letters of intent from companies wanting to grow and expand. So we'd like to invite you to make your growing plans a reality here in Westlaco and encourage you to call us soon for more information on our new industrial park. We're at 956-969-0838 or send me an email at svaldes at westlacoedc.com. Hi, my name is Larry McManus. I'm the Director of Business and Community Development and I appreciate the opportunity to uh, present uh, an overview of uh, the state activities that are happening. We appreciate Rio, Rio South Texas Economic Council for giving us the opportunity uh, to present to you and are very impressed with uh, all the opportunities and the sites that each of our community partners have presented to you. It helps us as a state to help recruit and work with businesses and helping them find sites here across the state of Texas. I'd like to kind of quickly go over uh, what is happening here in the state of Texas, who we are, uh, what is happening, and, um, and how we work with our community partners. So uh, I'm, I'm a part of the business and community development uh, team here in the Office of the Governor. We focus our efforts in working with businesses who are looking to expand and relocate or small businesses who are growing or international businesses considering full and direct investment. We do work with different uh, divisions within the office, especially our economic development finance team who has uh, incentives and programs that we work closely with businesses that are looking to expand here in the state of Texas. Our mission really is to promote the state of Texas uh, as a premier place to do business. We uh, work with uh, different types of businesses, all different types of businesses, uh, and help them find potential sites and potential opportunities here. 
with our community partners. Uh, as I mentioned, we have a recruitment team. We have an, actually a business retention and expansion team, uh, both working with industrial customers, commercial customers. Uh, we do have regional offices uh, in, uh, in, in the office, uh, I mean, with the office, and um, uh, you do uh, work closely with our community partners. Uh, we do have a small business team, uh, an international team, along with our economic uh, uh, research and marketing uh, folks that help support our activities. Uh, talking about our regional offices, Priscilla Duran, who is a part of this event, um, is is the uh, representative that covers the Rio South Texas area, and she is a point of contact for all our community partners and economic development organizations, uh, and is available to visit with anybody who comes to the area and is interested in talking uh, about expansion or relocation into the state of Texas. So why are companies considering Texas? Well, you know, uh, there's a saying that we've been, uh, that we have here that uh, it's, it's not bragging if it's true. We do have a lot of accolades and awards that have been bestowed on the state. We, we're very appreciative of it. Uh, we don't take that for granted. We work hard um, to get these accolades and these awards that uh, have been um, uh, bestowed on the state. Uh, we can't do it without our community partners, our economic development organizations at the local level. Uh, also with the business leaders and our legislative leaders. They help make this state um, a premier place to do business. Uh, the goal is to ensure businesses succeed here in the state and that there isn't any regulatory environment that is uh, mitigating their growth. Um, of course, you know, as you consider uh, the state, the state does not have an, a corporate income tax. Uh, we are, if we were the, uh, our own country, and uh, there are, you know, there are some that would like that, um, we would be the ninth largest economy in the world. Uh, we are a, the top exporter here in the United States, and we have a workforce of 14 million people. Um, and also, the uh, we're number one for foreign uh, trade zone activity and foreign direct investment. If you look at our workforce, it continues to grow. It's very diverse. It we have uh, 29 million uh, in population, and it continues to grow. So there's uh, opportunities to ensure that you have talent and skilled uh, labor here. And of course, Texas universities rank among the top 100, and uh, some of these universities have satellite locations there in the Rio South Texas region. Uh, something to keep in mind also uh, that the community college district uh, is very prevalent here in the state of Texas. Uh, also in uh, the uh, Rio Grande uh, South Texas area, uh, the Texas State Technical College is located there. And so all of these different education institutions help make up a robust environment to ensure that companies have workers. Uh, our location is a key component of why uh, the state is very, uh, it's, it's someplace that these companies are very interested in looking at. Uh, if you were to, uh, if you look at this map, if you were to take the boundaries of the state, it would kind of show you how big and how large the state is. Obviously, you can see we are centrally located within North America 
uh, we have, if you look to the right there, uh, we have a, a you know a very easy opportunity to for foreign direct investment and foreign businesses to travel to the state. Um, our airports, we have two major airports um, that bring that go around the world with nonstop flights. There are three airports in the Rio Grande Valley that uh, can easily connect to those airports. Of course, we have a deep seaport um, all along the coast, 16 different seaports, uh, numerous um, miles of freight and roads that are very, very attractive to companies as they consider the state of Texas. This kind of shows you the port entries uh, into the state of Texas, um, both at airports and along the border. this gives you an idea of how foreign investment, foreign trade occurs here in the state. And then um, our tra- foreign trade zones and our seaports. Um, this kind of gives you an idea of the opportunities that exist here in the state. And of course, down in the south and the Rio South Texas area, uh, numerous opportunities to do business in that uh, arena. Of course, I talked about the, the commercial airports, uh, as you can see. Um, you know, um, Laredo, McAllen, Harlingen, and Brownsville have airports, commercial airports, and are easily connected throughout the state and easily connected internationally. Uh, talking about international activity, our top uh, markets include, our export markets include Mexico, Canada, China, South Korea, and Brazil. And, you know, Texas is top-ranked destination for foreign direct investment and leads the nation in jobs supported um, here in the United States. Uh, Another attractive area is our low tax burden. I kind of talked about no corporate or personal income tax. We do have the franchise tax, um, which is uh, somewhat nominal in terms of uh, taxes and it itself was reduced. Also property tax reform uh, occurred plus there is a constitutional ban on uh, potentially having a personal income tax here in the state of Texas. Talked about our population. We see a lot of in-migration within the United States, uh, growing our uh, workforce and growing our population. This gives you an idea of where individuals are coming from. Uh, California, New York, and Florida tend to be where most of the individuals have come from, but we are seeing in migration from all parts of the United States. Uh, And then a a key component is uh, cost of living here in the state of Texas. When we're comparing to um, states that we compete with on a regular basis, we have a low cost of living uh, index, and it is a very attractive uh, place for businesses to consider. And then these are some pictures of uh, uh, quality of life across uh, the state and down in the Rio South Texas uh, area. You can uh, always find a lot of things to do and a lot of uh, fun activities. So uh, what types of industries do we pursue? What types of industries are we working with our communities and kind of what has happened um, over the, the past year? Uh, the state itself have uh, specific clusters that we work with, especially when incentives are in, involved 
um, when we work with the community partners. Uh, all of these areas, all of these uh, targeted industries can be found throughout the state. Rio South Texas is no different. They have uh, a portion or all of these uh, industries that they are growing, and we work closely with our economic development partners to ensure that uh, those industries are taken care of. And I talked about uh, uh, our, our growth um, since the pandemic. We've been able to uh, increase our workforce to 14 million. Uh, we've been able to add uh, jobs, 80,000 jobs in July. Uh, and in June, our exports totaled $31 billion. So a lot of activity uh, has happened. This particular, uh, this particular slide shows you the jobs that were lost during the pandemic and the, and the recovery of about 70, almost 72% of the jobs since those jobs were lost. So the state has been very fortunate in, in its activities. Our manufacturing outlook has uh, continued to grow. That big long dip there obviously is when the pandemic hit and everything closed, but we've been on a trajectory that has shown positive uh, numbers um, over over the last year. And of course, uh, when time the time comes for uh, companies to consider sites, of course, the incentives and programs that are available to those companies. We work closely with our community partners. Um, the toolbox uh, includes community incentives and includes state incentives. And um, our team work, make sure that uh, companies are made aware of the opportunities and our communities are made aware of the opportunities that are available to them. So I wanna thank you for uh, the opportunity to present uh, again, my name is Larry McManus. I'm the Director of uh, Business and Community Development, and I'm here with uh, Priscilla Duran, who's our uh, South Texas Regional Representative. So thank you very much. Thank you very much, um, Mr. Larry McManus from the Governor's Office. A very informative presentation. My name is Richard Sanchez from the University of Texas Rio Grande Valley. Uh, Associate Vice President for Governmental Relations. I'd like to uh, Welcome everybody here to the university. Uh, we're hosting the the smaller in-person portion of the tour. Uh, we'd like to thank Restec uh, for putting this together and our own uh, Linda Ufflin of the uh, University's Texas, University of Texas, Rio Grande Valley's Entrepreneurship, Innovation and Commercialization Center. Um, Linda's gonna help me ask some questions uh, of our presenters um, and I'll go ahead and jump right into the first one. The first one's from Brownsville, so I'll call uh, Ms. Helen Ramirez up uh, to answer this first question. How has SpaceX changed not only the aerospace industry, but manufacturing as a whole in Brownsville and the region? Come on up, Helen. Um, thank you for the question. It's an exciting time for Brownsville, for South Texas, and for Texas in general. Um, at the SpaceX South Texas launch site, we are the only place you can launch in the state of Texas. And that really has been game changing for our community, for our region, and um, located in Cameron County. They have over 1,500 employees at SpaceX. 90% um, of the employees work and live in Brownsville, in the greater Brownsville area. So we're very excited about that. Um, they are also projecting substantial growth within the next year. 
I would say all these numbers are changing. And, you know, we are the one of the only cities, I would say, in the nation that have five modes of transportation. So we have Maritime Port, which is the second largest for export value in the nation with the Federal Train Zone number 62. We have rail, we have interstate highways, we have an airport, and we have a spaceport with SpaceX. And so it's an incredible amount of inter interconnectedness on an international, national, and a local level. We've recently announced um, Space Ventures. So I think it's important to note that while SpaceX is a large company, there are also smaller companies as well, startups, entrepreneurs that are very much welcome in South Texas and in Brownsville. Uh, Space Ventures just launched their FinTech site uh, yesterday, and it's available to the public to be able to invest in um, pre-seed space-related companies. So you can visit them at that, that www.spaceventures.com. Um, we also have Paragon Vertical Takeoff and Landing Aerospace Company that is going to be locating um, their manufacturing hub at the Air and Space Campus in the city of Brownsville. So we're very excited about what is going on with that. And that is a lead that came from the state of Texas governor's office. So we're very excited about the future of manufacturing in aerospace um, in Brownsville in our region. Um, what's also unique is because we lie on the international border with our sister city of Matamoros, there's great synergy with manufacturing on both sides of the border. Um, finally, I'd like to say that um, we have, we're going to be announcing a new uh, investment firm company and capital company this month. So really stay tuned for the month of September for our new announcements as new companies come to Brownsville, South Texas. Thank you. Thank you, Helen. Very well done. Um, we actually have another question for Brownsville, so don't go far. Uh, before I ask a question, let me tell you a little bit more about the university. Uh, we're a regional university serving the entire Rio Grande Valley region with 32,000 students. Uh, we have a general academic unit uh, with 10 colleges and a couple of hundred programs. We have uh, the full range of programs to serve the valley. Uh, we also have a medical school and uh, several clinics around the region uh, that we help serve um, our, our folks here in the region. Um, so Helen, another question. How can the Brownsville EDC assist a landing company in the region in topics such as finding a development site and connecting with a local business ecosystem? Um, great question. You can definitely um, visit our rate our website, uh, what is great, which is greaterbrownsville.com. Um, we have, we own properties. Um, I think that's the, as you saw the video, from large properties over 700 acres to smaller sites, 72 acres. So definitely um, we, property is available for purchase um, for companies and for speculative respect buildings as well. And um, so we are very, we tailor all our incentives to the needs of the company. So we take into, consider, into consideration your job growth, your job creation, um, and we're really open for business. As I said, the city uh, revamped its building codes to streamline that process. We also work very closely with the Texas Workforce Commission, which are a wonderful, they have a skills development fund that allow for training money for the company through whether our, our Texas Southwest College, which we have our local tech college, um, which is actually the oldest tech college in the state of Texas. And it actually grew during COVID in double digit numbers. It was in the top 10 with respect to growth in our nation 
innovation. We're very proud of those relationships. We also have industry partner um, meet and greets, whether it's breakfast, breakfast with me, the CEO, or um, or just events. We recently hosted a very successful careers and coffee event. It was the largest um, job fair in South Texas, and um, it was very successful because we had over 1,800 people registered from as close to Brownsville to as far as Hawaii and Canada. People flew in from Austin, Houston, local to be able to participate in some of this um, largest career for hosted by the Greater Brownsville Incentives Corporation and the city of Brownsville. Therefore, it was free to companies. Um, and we saw um, employers of all sectors, including health. We have our third hospital being built. DHR Health is building um, and hiring about 300 to 400 people. SpaceX was there and we're hiring hundreds of people as well. Um, and many of our local companies kept builds a very important shipbuilder that builds hybrid um, carriers. So we're very excited about um, that career fair and um, there's going to be another one fall of this year. So stay tuned and we want to we want to invite what we do and I think it's very important for EDCs to do is listen to the pain points of our industries and industry partners, um, the ones that are here and the ones that want to come in. Um, we have been able to listen to them and hiring for talent and careers was very difficult um, now coming out of COVID, but we were able to meet that need and continue meeting their hiring needs um, through these types of events. So thank you very much for the question. Okay, so another question has come in for Brownsville, so I'm not gonna let Helen off the, uh, the stage yet. What are some of the most common state incentives programs that are used in the Restec region? The Enter Enterprise Zone program, um, there's different types of sales and tax rebate programs that we have in South Texas or in Texas in general. Like I said, the Texas Workforce Commission has uh, training and skills development fund programs. Um, there's a Texas Enterprise Fund, which is a little bit more competitive, but it also is really, if you're, if you're looking at different states to locate, we want you here. And so really the state of Texas will do what it takes to get you here. Um, but it's not only about fitting into the state and all the incentives you can get, it's really fitting into the community. And I think the South Texas, the warmth, the multi-generational workforce, which is very different than what you'll find um, in other parts of our nation and our state. Um, what I've found with many of our industry partners who have been here a long time or have relocated their companies from Brooklyn, New York, or Atlanta, or even Los Angeles, because we've seen a recent surge of companies relocating from California, is that um, we have a great workforce. We have a workforce that is, like I said, intergenerational because companies are treated great. They see a path uh, forward. And I think um, what companies expect is not only a good relationship when you come in, but that continuous relationship. Also, there's 380 economic development agreements on a local level, 381 agreements, and 313 agreements with our school districts. So we have a whole host of, I would say, incentives in Texas. What I would encourage you is wherever city you choose to locate in Texas, that you contact their EDO and contact the state of Texas. Really, we're here to make it very easy to relocate. And we're also understanding COVID, we, we come to you as well. So if you want us to go to your location or city or state and really talk about our incentives, we're willing to do that. I think all the EDOs in South Texas are open for business. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. We'll continue with our questions. I think um, the next question goes to Cide. 
um, and Mr. Rene Javier Gonzalez. He is the new business development director. Uh, what is the typical timeline for a 200,000 square feet industrial development building? Good morning. Uh, I'd like to thank Linda and, uh, Linda and Richard Sanchez and UTRGV for hosting us, for having this event. And I uh, also wanted to give thanks to Larry McManus and Priscilla Duran from the governor's office for giving that very uh, interesting and comprehensive overview. Uh, Linda's question was, what is the typical timeline for a 200,000 square foot industrial building? And currently we have over 100 acres available in our Los Palmares Industrial Park there in Matamoros that are completely shovel ready. And uh, we have an addition, additional acreage, but as far as being able to uh, break ground on a 200,000 square foot building tomorrow, I'd probably say between eight to 10 months. Eight to 10 months, just depending on what we call tenant improvements, including the, the type of air conditioning, the type of, uh, type of uh, additional necessities, cranes, how many doctors and stuff, and uh, you know, those kind of specifics. But eight to 10 months, 200,000 square foot industrial facility in Matamoros, Tamaulipas. Thank you. Thank you, Rene. Uh, very well done. So the next question is going to be for Harlingen. So uh, as Mr. German Rico comes to the podium, um, I'm going to ask Linda Ufflin to come back to the podium. Uh, I'll let her ask those, those next question or two for Harlingen. But before she does that, tell us a little bit about the department that you oversee and that you operate. Thank you, Richard, for the opportunity. Um, well, we belong to, we're the Entrepreneurship and Commercialization Center for UTRGV. We actually are under the Department of Economic Development for the university, which is under the Division of Governmental and Community Relations. That is headed by Ms. Veronica Gonzalez. She's our senior vice president. And what we do is we work with, we're a hub of different centers that do technical assistance and business development for the region. We have incubator. We have a business incubator that is located in Brownsville, soon to be part of the eBridge program, which is a 36,000 square foot facility being built in Brownsville. Uh, we are working with other uh, economic development corporations around the region, like Harlingen, FAR, Edinburgh, Hidalgo City, you know, to develop sites that will also allow us to provide our services and our programs, which are focused on business incubation, entrepreneurial development. Um, and consultation. However, we have other centers like the Small Business Development Center, the Procurement Technical Assistance Center, the Veterans Business Outreach. We have a division solely dedicated for economic research. Of course, we have our incubator in Westlaco as well, the Center for Innovation and Commercialization. So we are a powerhouse in economic development to also provide assistance to our economic development corporations and other organizations that are in the business of scaling and improving our economic region. Um, I will go again. Thank you for the opportunity again, Richard. And I will ask the question for Mr. Herman Rico for Harlingen. What would be the total amount of acreage available for industrial development? And we have two more questions after that. Good morning. My name is Herman Rico. I'm with the Harlingen Economic Development Corporation. So the total amount of acreage is 500 plus acres uh, that we have in, in three industrial parks. The Harlingen Industrial Park has over 80 acres, uh, the park at Roosevelt with over 65 acres, and of course our Aerotropolis, which counts with over 480 acres. We have one more question. Uh, how can, can you expand in the Harlingen port capabilities? And I will double that question with, what is the need to have a cart manufacturing facility? So the port of Harlingen has over 2,000 acres of land for development. 
Most of the cargo that comes in is everything from fuels going into Mexico, coming in by barge and going out by truck through our industrial or through our uh, international bridges into Matamoros. Um, they also do uh, a lot of cotton, uh, sugar from uh, coming from the region that's then transported by barge out to different sugar mills. So to answer your question, uh, the second question on the automotive industry and what it would take. So South Texas is rich in different properties, land uh, and uh, universities and institutional uh, technical colleges that are already uh, teaching uh, in the automotive sector. So with a lot of the tier one, tier two suppliers in the Matamoros area and uh, in the other states in Mexico, I think it would be something uh, that could happen in the very near future. As we can see, San Antonio, Austin, all that area, all that region is growing. So uh, I think it's opportune for South Texas to get an automotive manufacturing facility uh, with our foreign trade zones, our opportunity zones that make a lot of sense for a manufacturer to come into uh, South Texas. Thank you, Herman. The next uh, couple of questions are for Westlaco. So let me call Stephen uh, Valdez towards the podium while I ask his question. Uh, how soon can construction start and what other available resources are available to assist around Westlaco? Thank you again for that question. Again, thanks for the introduction and for the uh, ability to participate in an event like this with Restec and UTRGV. Uh, for us in Westlaco, uh, the question being, when can you start construction? Uh, we're looking at the start January 2022, so that's just right around the corner. And then the other question was about the resources. Uh, that's also an important question because uh, the way that the city is laid out, there's a highway that divides both the city. So there's accessibility to the expressway within two miles from the new development. Uh, when I talk about a new development, the new industrial park, that's because we've out, we've utilized all of the 400 plus acres that we have at our existing industrial park. So this really is a new industrial park in, in Westlaco. And so we're, we're grateful to the companies that have, have already seen Westlaco as a benefit to them doing business there. Uh, the resources, again, it's on, off of FM 1015. You have the uh, headquarters to the DPS, to the Border Patrol. Uh, we have the National Guard. So if safety is an issue for companies wanting to relocate or expand in Westlake, you have those completely surrounded. Uh, we have several schools that are in the area. Uh, Idea Public Schools is also a headquarters to Westlaco, along with the Westlaco ISD, who has campuses close to that industrial park as well. Uh, again, 1015 is a state highway, so it's maintained by the state. So that means it's always going to be in good, good usable uh, running for the larger trucks. Uh, it's an overweight corridor, as we mentioned before. So you have the ability to take oversized and even tandem trucks up and down 1015. Uh, but also what I consider a resource is our leadership in Wesico. We've got an amazing uh, EDC board. Uh, these are all volunteers and they make decisions to bring businesses to Wesico. Uh, and they work partner, they partner with our, our city commission as well. Uh, and so that's a great resource to have uh, a business minded leadership in our community. So um, thank you very much. Thank you for having us. Okay, Stephen, don't go far. We have another question here for Westlaco. You may have touched on some of this, but uh, let me see if you have any follow-up on it. 
what would be the benefits or significance for being at the Mid-Valley? That's, that's also a great question. Uh, being centrally located uh, really didn't mean a lot. I grew up in the Valley. A lot of us people here did too. And, 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 and when I grew up in Wessico, being considered Mid-Valley just meant a, a proximity to the rest of the region. But because the Valley is growing so rapidly and because growth is happening across the board from Star County all the way to Brownsville and, and Cameron County, uh, being centrally located means a lot now to the workforce. You can live in Westlaco and you can work practically anywhere because of your accessibility to any part of the Valley. Uh, for example, we talk about uh, airports. Uh, we have a Mid-Valley airport for private jets, but when you have international airports, we're almost equally distanced to Harlingen and McAllen. Uh, and so anywhere you choose to work in the region, uh, you can live in Westlaco and not have to travel very far to get to the, your working destination. So you saw the video earlier, you saw our workforce or our, our population within a 25 mile radius. Uh, people forget that the valley has so many people, especially when you go up north. But to say that around Westlaco, you have over a million in population. Uh, that means our workforce is probably about close to uh, half a million, if not 700,000 worth of workforce, meaning uh, 18 years and older. Uh, and so we're just excited that we have that capacity to be centrally located so that you can come to us or those that live in Westlake can also go out in any direction. Thanks for the question again. Thank you for that, Westlake. Uh, before we move on really quickly, I did you know, miss to mention, based on the conversations that we're having, one of our premier centers at UTRGV that also are part of these economic development ecosystems that we have, which is the Texas Manufacturing Assistance Center. TMAC is one of our premier centers that really has partnered with the Entrepreneurship and Commercialization Center to provide second phase programming for all scalable businesses that are landing or being created in the Rio Grande Valley, from continuous improvement to all sorts of certifications in manufacturing. So we welcome you to, um, if you have, you have questions or if you want more information, we will put that information on the chat. Our next question is again for Brownsville. Ms. Helen Ramirez, which is our director of the Greater Brownsville Incentives Corporation. Question is, can someone address cross-border trade or free train use in Brownsville or McAllen? In the city of Brownsville, we have a federal trade zone number 62. That's the administrator or grantee of that zone is the port of Brownsville. It's a maritime port. We have locations that already have designations such as our airport, NAFTA park, of course, our maritime port. I know Harlingen also has designation here. Um, but I would like to say is that you know you do not necessarily have to be located in the zone. You can be a company in one of our industrial parks or within the city of Brownsville and then apply for designation. Um, so that has been very, uh, I would say, flexible for companies to be able to determine where's the best location um, for their business. With regard to, and, and also it's the support of that ecosystem, whether it's freight forwarding co uh, companies, customs brokers, manufacturing space. So what you will really find here is that whole ecosystem uh, in order to be successful if that's your interest. We also have um, twin plant operations. So whether you're in um, Brownsville or the city of Matamoros, um, you're able to um, have a seamless operation between the two countries. So we're very excited about our federal trade zone and the opportunities uh, for cross production and across a supply chain, especially during these times of COVID where with that has been substantially disrupted at times. So thank you very much. Thank you, Helen. We have one last question and this is for CIDE. Uh, 
with Mr. Rene Javier Gonzalez. Can you explain the main characteristics of pal palmeras, palmares, and what features are standard in uh, Palmares Park? Thank you for the question. Uh, I want to say that the best answer as far as what makes Los Palmares and Matamoros so special is our geographic location. We are 15 minutes from uh, from the B&M International Bridge to Brownsville and also 15 minutes from Los Indios Bridge to, to Harlingen. Uh, the, the fact that we are also, you know, uh, in close proximity to four international bridges, four airports, uh, that we are, you know, the Matamoros has access to such a uh, to such a efficient and productive workforce, uh, educational institutions. Um, but as far as the park is concerned, we have natural gas availability. We are currently uh, have three automotive uh, manufacturing tenants, uh, and you know, for the most part, we're we're constantly trying to uh, diversify the the you know and offer our facilities to all types of manufacturing operations, but as far as Los Palmares is concerned, I want to say that those are probably our, our strongest features. Thank you, Rene. And with that, I'd like to thank everybody, our participants, uh, the governor's office, uh, the city of Brownsville, Wessico, um, CIDE, Harlingen. Okay, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Linda, for helping uh, put these uh, presentations and uh, the program together. Uh, thank you, Restec, for letting us host this event, and we'll, we'll hope to see everybody uh, here in the Rio Grande Valley. It's a great region uh, to invest, and we hope to see you soon. Thank you. Stay informed about important economic developments in the Rio Grande Valley with the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. I'm Mario Munoz reporting.